listeners, this is Gene. We're still on a, on a very special episode of the Waffle Press Podcast. Well, it's not special as in deals with uh, very uh, serious subject matter, but it's an interview, so there you go. And I'm joined by a friend of the show whose identity has to remain secret, so this is a, it's a top secret interview here with Challenge Guy from the Infographic Show. Hey, oh, Gene. How Good you doing? See you. How you doing? All right. Cool. Feeling a lot better now that the fundemic is finally fundemic. coming to an end, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, the first, first time I've seen you in person, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah, so... Uh, what can you tell us a little bit about the infographic show? Um, so, I believe the show's been around for, like, seven, eight years or so, um... I joined. I came on board about three years ago now, um, just as a writer. And then uh, about two years ago, I think uh, they pitched me the idea of doing these challenges, mm-hmm. um, trying to get on like the challenge craze on YouTube, I guess. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm kind of adventurous, so I was, I was, I was down for it. The uh, girlfriend, not so much, because uh, she has to suffer the consequences of living with these challenges. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it was it was fun, and we've been doing them ever since. Mm. And uh, what can you tell us about the newest challenge? Just going right into it, um, it's uh, something that we've been a fan of, I guess, or just kind <laughs> of like our like interest. Because um, just uh, knowing you, we've uh, talked about a certain uh, cryptid subject mm-hmm. matter, and that's most important because it's not paranormal. Like you were telling me, it's cryptid, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so the the latest challenge was uh, it was actually a fan suggestion. It was hunt Bigfoot, and uh, we actually I actually might have had my first Bigfoot encounter for the show. I think it was a year and a half ago. I can't remember when, but it was when I did uh, the forest survival challenge, which was I think it was spent seventy two hours in the forest. Oh, okay. Um, kind of like helping teach some survival um, strategies and stuff. And one of the nights I heard these weird screams and yells and I know what cougars sound like in the yeah. wild. And I know they can sound like screaming women, but this, this wasn't it at all. And when the episode aired, a bunch of people were like, oh, you heard Bigfoot. And they emailed us um, links to like recordings of Bigfoot screams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh crap. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> like I heard a Bigfoot. Yeah. But yeah, so this challenge... Um, uh, I mean, it was basically go out there and try to find Bigfoot. Um, we spent we were originally going to spend a week out in the the Oregon wilds. I can't say where because really don't want people to sort of copycat because yeah, it was a pretty we were thick out there like it was deep. It was yeah. a place where there was an emergency like you're on your own. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to keep the location kind of kind of secret, but also it is an area with a lot of reported activity, mm-hmm. and there is another group that researches out there, and so we didn't want to like put their spot on blast, basically. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we were going to spend a week out there originally. Uh, the weather though got really really bad; like it started dipping below freezing because we were high up on the mountain. Yeah. Um, and it just we had to pull the plug. I think it was on the fourth day. It was just it was the weather was getting too gnarly. What time of uh, what time of the year was it? Was it was it? late May. Oh, okay, it was late May. Yeah, dang, and that's like, man, yeah, because it's like you know, for a lot of like expeditions, like there's a lot of stuff you know can't control or yeah, 
I mean, I don't know why I'm thinking of uh, The Revenant, where they were just, like, waiting yeah. for, like, things to get, like, better and just, like, spending millions of dollars. Not an expedition, but, yeah, I mean, look at that movie where uh, I think, like, Tom Hardy put the director in a headlock. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a shirt. <laughs> but, um, so, like, the expedition, um, what, like, so Sasquatch, as some people don't know, is it, and is it, like, do you, like, refer to it as Bigfoot or, like, Sasquatch? Because it's, um, it's got so many names. Honestly, like, just to, like, I'll use common parlance with most people. Like, I'll just say, like, Bigfoot, even though it sounds super silly. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, Sasquatch sounds silly, too. Yeah. But I like, uh, do you know, do you watch Survivor Man? Less I, have, I haven't seen Survivor Man. Um, Les Stroud did a whole series of, like, hunting Bigfoot, Survivor Man, Bigfoot. And he, he said something uh, that's kind of stuck with me a bit, where he's like, oh, I use the term Sasquatch instead of Bigfoot because it's more respectful to the indigenous cultures and right. stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to switch to the term Sasquatch because yeah. I, I think he's right. Yeah, or you could just call it, like, Squatch. Yeah, or yeah. the Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, how did you, like, prep for this? Because, you know, again, like, going out into the wilderness, like, it's not it's not something, like... For the faint of heart, it's not something you could just, like, oh, okay, I'm going to go camping. Like, I mean, you could go to, like, Joshua Tree or stuff, but you always want to go prepared. Like, what did you do to, like, prepare for this? So, uh, yeah, I guess this will be part me telling how I prepared and also part word of warning for anyone looking to do the same yeah. thing. Um, we, so... When we started putting this together, I once we got the the challenge, mm-hmm. um, I started putting a team together. And one of my really good friends is also a former military, um, big outdoors guy. Uh, I brought him on board, um, and then we so I had to do a ton of research on on Sasquatch before this. Yeah. And one of the places that I really went to for like expertise was BFRO. Um, I, I read from some people, talked to some people who were like, yeah, you really want a composition of your team that's 50% female, 50% male, because mm-hmm. uh, Sasquatch find men intimidating. Okay. Like they find male figures intimidating, and so uh, they might not make themselves known in your presence if, they, if the group has too many men, which I guess kind of makes sense if you... Uh, I, I'm telling you, I... <laughs> I must have read and listened to thousands of reports to try yeah. to really build a picture of this of this creature. Yeah. Um, and you, you find, like, the common theme throughout is that groups with large amounts of men don't tend to have very high-quality encounters. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes total sense if this is a territorial animal. You know, uh, the male of the species typically is the one that's always facing off, you know, against the other males of the species. Yeah. So I brought two uh, two of my girl friends on board um, to make it an even fifty fifty ratio, mm-hmm. and uh, those two brought no survival skills to the <laughs> to the equation yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but I knew that they were tough chicks, and I knew that they're they're good people. Yeah, they could adapt to. Yeah, you know, just, and they did. They did. Yeah. I mean, they we faced some pretty gnarly crap out there. Wow. Um, and that's I guess that's the part of my word of advice on this is like. We went into it right from the bat, thinking of it as a survival situation. Yeah. Like, hunting Bigfoot, sure, but, like, we were prepared for survival. Mm -hmm. So, we had backups of everything. Um, Every time we left camp to go on these, you know, really long hikes, um, we we brought along enough food, water, 
for two days in yeah. case we got lost. Um, we had radio, like long range radios to keep in contact with each other. Uh, we had cold weather gear, wet weather gear, um, and we ended up like Oregon's crazy. We ended up one day, literally within the span of two hours, we went from boiling hot to sleet <laughs> to rain. Then we got hail, and then we got bright sunshine again in the span of two hours. Wow! Like it was, we were so high up that the weather yeah. just kept blowing right past yeah, us. Yeah, it was like nuts. elevation. All yeah, that. yeah. Never been to Oregon, but it's beautiful. Yeah. But you go up in the mountains, you better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> got to have, like, your winter coat. You got to have, like, your winter boots and everything. And summer gear all on the same hike. Like, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds like yeah, quite a, like, utility belt of things to just prepare mm-hmm. for. Um, can you tell us just how far your interest with the Sasquatch goes? <laughs> like, I mean, getting a little personal, like, but, like, what, what interests you about it? Because it's, like... I don't know. It gets kind of lumped into like things like like UFOs mm-hmm. or like ghosts. Um, anything, I guess, like people find like just like weird, weird, and, yeah. yeah. And it's you know, I'll go out on the limb and say like it's not that weird. Like it's just a giant. I mean, eight, you know, it isn't, but it it sort of is. It's weird in the sense that like you have this enigma of a huge creature, you know, describing being between. 600 pounds to 800 pounds sometimes even bigger than that yeah which you know is is unknown to science um rather i i no i'm not going to say it's unknown to science and i don't like when people say that it's unacknowledged by science yeah um kind of like ufos which are now just like the government's like oh yeah they're there yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah. They just did a, an episode on UA, UAPs now mm-hmm. is what they're called. Oh, is that yeah. is that the correct term? Yeah, now okay. the correct term is UAPs. Gotcha. But um, it, it's weird, but it's not also. like I, I think it's a dissettling thought to think about something with that much intelligence, you mm-hmm. know, kind of lurking in our woods. Yeah. Um, as far as my interest... Uh, you know, I lived when I was a kid. I lived for three or four years in Alaska okay. and, like, deep Alaska. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I heard weird things, and there was always stories around, you know. Um, but I guess that kind of sparked my imagination a bit. As I got older, though, what really kind of drew my attention was, like, you've got these tracks popping up all over North America. Yeah. Um, even overseas, like... You you have these human-shaped tracks, which are oversized, popping up all over North America, Russia, um, China, even in the, um, um, like, New Zealand and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I just kind of started thinking, like, if this is all a hoax, like, why are so many of these tracks being found all over the place? And even more importantly, why do these tracks have, like, morphological features that are anatomically correct to a great ape species? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got dermal ridges. You've got evidence of a mid-tarsal break. Um, like, yeah, like, you're seeing really specific, like, traits of, like, an yeah, animal in the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who's hoaxing this? Yeah. Like, like who, who's <laughs> going out there? Because I, I saw the... Um, when that one guy died who admitted to hoaxing footprints in Northern California, he had yeah. those big footprints that he mm-hmm. showed. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the Bigfoot. 
And like he had, you know, these wooden footprints that were just wood, like they were yeah. just flat wood. So like, yeah, there's those hoaxes, absolutely. But yeah. like, who is traveling around just North America, leaving these very detailed tracks that require anatomical knowledge of a great ape mm-hmm. to to fake convincingly? Yeah, you know? it's like who has time on their hands to like do that shit? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I told uh, I told the girlfriend because she's not a believer, and I told her I was like, "Listen, like at this point, if there's someone hoaxing this all across the U.S., yeah, the hoaxing phenomenon is as incredible as if this animal <laughs> is real." Like, I, would, I would say even like higher. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah because, it's like there's like a secret society of people that just you have like a, a reverse Bruce Wayne. There's a billionaire <laughs> out there that's mm-hmm. like hoaxing Bigfoot convincingly all across North America. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That seems more ridiculous than, you know, just a giant primate. You know. Yeah. Um. Do you ever watch the Bob Gimlin footage? Of, yes. Yeah, and because I think that for me is probably my earliest like memory of like Sasquatch, like just seeing it on cable or like, some sort of like yeah yeah series. And if you like watch that, it's just like you know, it's like it's shaky. It's like you know, he's doing his best to like focus and the ape. Or the Sasquatch just, like, looks at him, acknowledges him, and just keeps walking, yeah. you know? Like, you would do any other animal, and, like, uh, I don't know, people have, like... Because it's, like, what, like a 16-millimeter camera? Something like that. Yeah, I believe it was 16 mil that he shot it on. Yeah, and, I don't know, people, like, have discredited that, or not discredited that. People, like, um, push it away by saying it's, like, a... It's just, like, a, like a guy in a costume. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he was, like... I don't know, had an ape costume, but, like, people have, like, looked at that and examined it and, like, shown, like, the creature has, like, breasts, right? Yeah. Because it's, like, a female Sasquatch, and it's just, like, again, the amount of time and effort someone would have to do to, like, put that kind of costume, and then include, like, anatomy of, like, a female creature, you know? How how do you feel about the Bob Gimlin footage? You know, I'm so glad you said that about the breasts, because when I, I... heard about the kickback on the Bob Giblin film, uh, I've always just thought to myself, okay, you're going to go out and you're going to fake a Bigfoot video, right? Which plenty of people have done. Yeah. Why in the, like, at what point in your planning does it enter into your mind, hey, we're going to make this a female Bigfoot and we're going to give her visible breasts. (laughs) Like, like, yeah. why would that level of detail enter your mind? Like, I, I just... Yeah, it's just weird. It's not that it's impossible. It's just it's so improbable that yeah. someone would be like, hey, let's fake a female Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's really specific. Though it, do, it does remind me of, uh, a little off topic, I was going to say, in Howard the Duck with the duck tits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like that, like, you know. Yeah. It's like, but it's like, yeah. But yeah, because um, I don't know if you saw that uh, the Hulu series, and it's it's not really about Bigfoot, uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. And like Bob Gimlin gets interviewed, and he seems like the nicest dude ever. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing really like shady about him. I really don't think like he would go out of his way. Like, and it's like I don't think he's really like like he's not like a millionaire. Like, he I don't think he really profits off of like his footage. I'm sure he goes to like cons or yeah. I'm sure now, but back then he probably yeah didn't profit much yeah. So, I don't know, yeah, I just really think about, like, the logistics of what goes into a hoax, you know? 
Yeah, it, yeah, it's that choice to make it a female that puts up a red flag for me. Like, who who does that? Yeah, who th- who even thinks of making the hoax be a female? That's just so weird. Yeah, and I guess going off of that because we're talking about like specifics and kind of like the logic. Can you clarify what separates Sasquatch from like the paranormal? Because we did mention that. Um, and why do why do you think it got lumped into the paranormal? I think we probably discussed this, but just to reiterate. Um, to like a listener right now, I think uh, I think the reason why Bigfoot's been lumped in with the paranormal is because it is unacknowledged, um, and it is a fantastical claim to have seen a Bigfoot. Like it's so out of the range of ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why people are... also the fact that it's been presented so poorly in yeah. media. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, but hunting Bigfoot is a joke show. Yeah, like, is that it, the one with Bobo? Yeah, and I love Bobo. I really, truly love Bobo. Like as a personality, or like just as like he seems like a okay he seems guy. like such a great guy because I've seen him with other shows too. Yeah, like, he seems like he's exactly the type of guy I want to go out to the woods and hunt Bigfoot with. Yeah, um, but the show just and, and it's not just their show; it's all these shows. Like all these shows go like, oh, let's go, you know, like a foot into the woods and hunt Bigfoot. Yeah. And then, Oh, the night's over. The show's done. Like, yeah, that's why we went out. Our plan was to go for a week deep. Like, we were going out, and we even I even told uh, uh, the team I was like, a week's not enough. Like, you're trying to find a very rare, elusive animal. Yeah, you need to spend months out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, like um, people that are looking for like endangered species, yeah, things like yeah. that. I'm sure. Yeah, There's yeah. a team in uh, Russia that spent two years trying to get footage of a Siberian uh, a tiger out there. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly the amount of time and commitment that's needed, but nobody's putting that amount of effort yeah. forth. You know. Yeah. So of course the animal remains elusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as what separates it, what actually separates it from paranormal, in my opinion, it's just the amount of evidence. You know, mm-hmm. people have a critical misunderstanding of the evidence. I feel like. Mm. Um, you have tracks being discovered all over North America, oftentimes in extremely remote places. Um, these tracks uh, will very often have, you know, again, those morphological features of a great ape, which would just require so much knowledge to, to fake. Yeah. Um, more impressively, and what we found ourselves when we were out there, these tracks uh, have a depth like a soil impression that's so deep yeah. that it requires hundreds and hundreds of pounds to achieve. Um, yeah, I was looking at uh, some of the uh, footage that you were posting, and like it was just like, was it like the apples? What was the thing with that? Like the apple, like it was pressed in, or am I misremembering? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you're referring to the apple incident. Yeah. Uh, the apple incident was its own thing. Okay. The, the prints that I, that I did post... Um, those things, I mean, you can see in the, the short videos that I posted that I cannot match the depth of those prints. Yeah, like, like who's strong enough to do that? Yeah, like, I, <clears throat> seriously, we stomped down as hard as we could, and we couldn't even come close to making an impression. And mm-hmm. yet this thing just left these giant foot-shaped impressions. One of them was right in the middle of our camp after we left one day. Hmm. So going off off of that, like, that's kind of, that's evidence right there people have found you know, good enough prints, I'm sure, like, some sort of, like, print could have been, like, misidentified. Oh, absolutely. Would you, like, show that to any, like, skeptics to be, like, okay, this is, this is scientific evidence of something. If you don't want to say it's, like, a Bigfoot, like, a bat, 
like it's too much for you it has to be evidence of like of something right yeah and that was uh that was my whole point in the episode that we shot i actually end with that um i end the episode by saying you know uh, I'm not saying that we discovered evidence of Sasquatch because that'd be really irresponsible of me. Yeah. I didn't personally see the animal that left these tracks, that tore these trees down, that made all these noises around us. Um, but what I did find evidence of is a phenomenon that itself is creating effects mm-hmm. that are very commonly linked to Sasquatch. So something exists out in the Oregon woods that is recreating all the most commonly reported phenomenon of Sasquatch. Yeah, it can't be, just can't be something random. Because I was going to say also that, like, you know, there is evidence and, like, you know, like, as, like, a, I guess, like, a researcher, you know, there's, like, ethics, right? Like, as far as the way you conduct, like, the research and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, if you just, like, claimed, like, okay, like, we found, like, evidence of Sasquatch, like, you know, don't want to be doing that because there's like, something skeevy or like. Yeah, you, you don't know. want to be a faker. Yeah, like that was one yeah. of the things I also told the the show when we did it because, like, obviously we are under the pressure of creating a show. Like, mm-hmm. we have to create something entertaining. Yeah, and that's the same pressure you know TV shows are under, which is why you should always watch them, you know, with a grain of salt. And I told them I was like, listen, like I. I'm not going to fake anything. Like, if we go out there and we find nothing, you know, I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to fake something, like, for the sake of the show. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, we just, we won't have a challenge, period. Yeah. Like, that's it. But, yeah, it's, I think, especially now, people are are very leery about, at least people that take it seriously about hoaxing anything. Um, I don't know if you know about Todd Standing, but he's been accused of being a big hoaxer. Mm-hmm. it's really hurt his reputation and it's really hurt any evidence that he's put forward ever since he was accused of being a hoaxer. Whether he is or not, I have no idea. Yeah, just the fact that's like staying on his record. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say that like, you know, for a lot of the Bigfoot shows, I mean, some are entertaining, but that's the thing though. They're made for like entertainment. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. not like it's, it's to be binge watched on like Netflix. It's Netflix. It could yeah. be like watched on Hulu. You know, I mean, um, not to, like knock those shows because i do watch them right but like you know just thinking about that you have to like think that the number one thing because these are like major networks is like profit you know yeah the goal is to create a show Mm -hmm. like you need your scares you need your tantalizing whatever like that's that's the goal just have like a pa just like making noise (laughs) yeah exactly and uh if you watch uh survivor man's bigfoot episodes he actually talks about how he knows the crew on hunting bigfoot Mm -hmm. and he said that they do it all the time but they don't tell the three the the hosts so they don't tell bobo and them they just have crew members out there you know do stuff to mess with them well i was gonna say uh because you watch finding bigfoot like what's the what's the weirdest like Bobo thing you could see that you saw this like I'm honestly my favorite Bobo moment <laughs> was when they were investigating a sighting somewhere in Georgia I think uh-huh. and the lady was talking about how she saw a Bigfoot climbed up a tree like it was up in the tree and uh Bobo was like when they got to the tree they looked around like I can't remember the full context but he was like Talking about the Sasquatch not being very intelligent, he's like, "Well, you know, not every Sasquatch is a rocket scientist." <laughs> like, oh man, I, I, is, it's such a bobo thing. 
to do. I, I just can't get over the rave he did, the Sasquatch. Oh, rave. yeah, yeah. I remember that episode. <laughs> like, that, I think that would, like, that wouldn't attract people. That would, like, scare off, like, all the wildlife. Like, yeah, just, exactly. Like, make noise. Yeah. Feel like a noise complaint. Yeah, some exactly. Some people in there. Yeah. Oh, man. It reminds me of, because uh, I'll just preface this, because uh, I just remember there was one time, because uh, we're talking about close calls. Do you remember when, uh, I think we were driving, um, we were driving to this location four years ago to, like, film something, and someone got, like, a military industrial, like, laser pointer and just, like, aimed it at the car? Do so we were doing that 48-hour challenge. Hour, yeah. I think I remember that. That was, like, the weirdest thing. Did you have any, like, close calls or, like, anything in terms of, like, safety that you could talk about? Yes, actually. I had a very close call. Um, <laughs> so, uh trying to think of how to set this up all right i think it was the second day um on the second day we decided to go hike up this local creek um, okay. figuring that like the banks of the creek would be a good spot to find footprints yeah and also you know animals have to drink yeah so there should be you know it's like just... and it's damp too it's like muddy yeah we yeah. figured there was a good chance of finding something there uh we were right but about maybe three hours into the hike or so i felt nature calling so, <laughs> okay I uh, I took off a good, like, 40 meters away from the group, and I went up this hill, uh, up into the trees, and, you know, I did a safety check, I looked around, and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I squatted to do a number two. Okay, I was going to ask if it was one or two. It was, unfortunately, a number two, <laughs> and the moment that I dropped a deuce, <laughs> the bushes about 30 feet away from me started shaking there was this growling like low roaring sound and mm-hmm. then just the sound of branches just shattering as like something just took off running um at the all like almost at the same time i heard um uh my friend matt that was with the girls start yelling bear 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 um and one of the girls i think was like blowing a whistle to scare a bear away oh okay uh it ended up there was two bears and one was down where they were, and the other one was up 30 feet away from where I was dropping the deuce. <laughs> and I just, I actually, I didn't get the full thing on the video. Yeah. But I started rolling, like, a few seconds afterwards. With, like, a camera or something? So we have, we have that clip of me, like, <laughs> slightly panicky. Yeah. But it was, it, it also really, honestly, it served to highlight one of the common critiques about Sasquatch, where people are like, oh... If this animal is so big, then how is it, like, rarely ever seen? Like, how can't you go out there and find it? And it's like, dude, I was 30 feet away. I was taking a poop 30 feet away from, like, a three, 400-pound bear. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue it was there until it let itself be known that it was yeah. there. Well, I was going to say, too, like, you know, people... Okay, there's that, like, critique, how have we found it? But, like, there's, there's shit we haven't found in the world. And also, like, the woods or any sort of wilderness, it's big. Yeah. Like, it's like, there are, like, because I, I go hiking, you know, I'm not, like, an extreme hiker, I consider myself, like, a moderate, but, like, there's, like, trails that you fucking can't go up, like, yeah. it's, like, can't go up that trail, like, and it's just, like, closed off, and, like, I don't know, you could get, like, a rope and climb up there, but, like, wilderness and stuff, if anyone's, like, been out into wilderness, or just, like, just in nature, like, it's big, and it's, like, it's unwielding, and there's, like, just stuff that, you know, stuff that, like, blocks you out. Yeah, people people severely underestimate like just how wild this country still is. I think it's something like forty eight percent of the U.S. is still uncivilized. Like, 
we're not even talking about small remote towns we're talking about purely like just wild yeah um that's a significant amount of habitat Mm -hmm. and even in areas that are civilized there's still like areas that are thickly thickly forested and you can't like you can see maybe 20 feet you know in forest that thick and that's it because there's so much foliage Mm-hmm. So when people talk about like, well, if Bigfoot's so big, like, why is it so hard to find? I have no issues with that. Like, I have plenty of experience, you know, being out in the woods. Like, something could literally be thirty feet away from you that's eight feet tall, and if it doesn't move, if it stands still, like it's commonly reported doing, like as soon as it's spotted, it's been reported that it will just stand stock still, and because of its fur, the color of its fur, and mm-hmm. just the foliage becomes really difficult to spot it i have no issues with that yeah or like you know like the bear that you just said like you didn't know the bear was there i had and trust me i checked like (laughs) i i carefully checked yeah and that bear did the same thing that like people say bigfoot does as soon as it saw me coming it froze in place yeah yeah i mean so let's go talk on that because i've read like stories and stuff where when kind of when people like find themselves like, in the presence of a Sasquatch, they kind of feel like, like, if, like, the wilderness or something, like, it stops moving, they feel like they're being watched. Yes. Um, we experienced that several times, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, on the, the first night when we got there, uh, we got there about, like, noonish or so, and we, we spent that first day just setting up camp. Uh, maybe two, three hours, uh, after we got there, like right before dusk, everything just went quiet, like the birds, everything. Mm-hmm. And we didn't notice until we actually stopped to listen. Um, everything went super quiet and nothing else happened. That was it. But then a few minutes later, everything kind of, you know, came to life again. Uh, on the second night was when we started having activity around the camp. And again, everything went deathly quiet like the birds just stopped chirping like there wasn't even any insects yeah Um, and that that's not like uh that's not like okay that's like a paranormal thing that's like uh like a phenomenon just in like wildlife like yeah if a if a large predator comes through an area birds go silent mm -hmm. like hunters know this yeah hunters absolutely know this like that's not no that's nothing weird or paranormal Mm -hmm. um it's just what they do in the presence of of predators Mm mm-hmm um, I think it was the, I think it was also the second night we went, um, so our whole philosophy was we're not going to hunt Bigfoot. We'll hunt for evidence of Bigfoot, but this animal is far too elusive. It knows the woods way better than you do. Um, it's going to hear you and see you coming way before you yeah. hear or see it. It's like so it's, we're not, it's home turf, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a home turf. We're not going to hunt for Bigfoot. We're going to hunt for evidence. Mm-hmm. And we try to encourage interaction with us. We try to do things to encourage it to approach our campsite, mm-hmm. to approach wherever we were at. Did you do the wood knocking? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, and that had some interesting results, for sure. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you um, describe what wood knocking is, if anyone doesn't know? So... Uh, Wood knocking is also also very commonly reported. And what's interesting is that this behavior goes all the way back to the Native Americans who also reported it. And it's basically just the sound of like wood on wood, like something knocking a very big branch onto a tree trunk, creating that hollow kind of wood knocking sound. Um, it, it's believed to be a communication uh, technique to communicate long distances. Mm-hmm. 
Um, people have wood knocked and they've gotten knocks back. Um, other people have just heard wood knocks from far away. Yeah. Um, we we tried the wood knocking technique as well. We didn't get a reply so much, but we did notice that uh, the second night was when everything started heating up, and the second day was the last time we wood knocked on our camp because again we were trying to make it obvious we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, after the wood knocking at our camp, and a few other things we did is when we started getting activity directly around the campsite, like right outside the edge of the tree line around our camp. Um, what I was saying before, though, was on our second night, we went to uh, this large field and we had the girls go sit in the very middle of the field and talk loudly to make mm-hmm. their presence known. And me and Matt, we hid. We just hid and watched with the night vision and the and, uh, camera and stuff. And there was frogs kind of uh, north of us, okay. maybe a few hundred yards north of us. Like in a lake? It wasn't a lake. It was literally just a bunch of, like, puddles. Oh, okay. Um, Got you. And you heard them constantly going off. At one point, though, they went deathly silent. Like, they just went quiet. And we thought, okay, maybe it's just because they ebb and flow with their croaks, you know. For a solid, like, minute or so, they were deathly silent. So something was there. It could have been any large animal. Yeah. But what was strange was uh, when we reviewed the footage afterwards um you can't hear the frogs go quiet because our mic just wasn't good enough right um but at the exact exact time that the frogs went quiet there was this weird humming sound in the footage um yeah i I can't i like i i don't know what it was and it's not present in any of the other footage Hmm. like it's just there and it's just at the section where the frogs went quiet for us interesting because i think i've like sent you like youtube videos just like of like, hearing, like, the grunts or kind of, like, mm-hmm. just when someone, like, captures, like, some sort of, like, evidence of, like, some sort of, like, large animal and they're yeah. making, like, grunts or they're, like, making their presence known. Yeah, and those are those are exactly the sounds we were getting around our camp. Hmm. So I guess, I guess that goes into my next question because it's, like, you know, who knows, like, um, you know, some listener could be listening to this. And this is just kind of, like, based off your own research – if they encountered, like, a Sasquatch, because, you know, you are encountering some sort of giant animal that's bigger than you, more muscular than you, what should they do, like, in your opinion, like, so, to, <laughs> to not piss it off? Because it's like, you know, I think I've, like, like, haven't they, like, thrown, like, logs or something? Or Yeah, yeah, that's one of the other most common reported behaviors is they, they will throw large rocks or logs. And what's what's curious is that very rarely is there a report of them actually being thrown directly at people and hitting mm-hmm. people, even though they obviously could. Yeah. Um, what is most commonly reported is that they'll throw rocks and sticks around you, almost as if they're trying to encourage you to move on, to like move away from where you're at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're clearly very powerful animals. Um, just like any, any wild animal, really, I would say avoid eye contact. Um, don't look it directly in the eyes because for most animals, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so large, uh, when, when I talked with the team was, we're going to go by the bear philosophy. Okay. Uh, black bears are small. So for a black bear, you run to a black bear, you want to make yourself big. Yeah. You want to be as big as you possibly can. If you're in a group, everyone group together. So you look like a large 
animal mm -hmm. or like there's a lot of you. And black bears will easily get scared off. Yeah. Uh, if you run into a grizzly bear, you want to do the opposite thing. You want to you want to make sure the bear doesn't think you're a threat. Mm -hmm. So you don't look at it in the eyes. You know, slowly back away. Don't run. Um, with a bigfoot, I would say the same thing. Like, don't look it in the eyes because that could you could be challenging it. Um, just slowly start backing away if you feel threatened. Don't run because run will trigger the the predatory response in most yeah. animals. Yeah. Um, but honestly, uh, you hear so few reports of, like, directly hostile activity. Yeah. Because you know? I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, characterize Sasquatch as, like, a violent animal, because mm -hmm. they're not. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like, like, they, you know, like, I don't know, like, I mean, even bears, like, bears won't mess with you if you don't mess with them. For the yeah. most part, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, and I, I kind of feel the same as, like, Sasquatch, yeah. But I just, I just meant in terms of, like, just safety, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that, like, like grizzly, grizzly bear safety tips, I feel, are probably pretty solid for running to a Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, I, did, uh, I did tell one of the girls when I was talking to her about coming on board, because uh, she was like, oh, I don't think Sasquatch is threatening at all. I think they're perfectly peaceful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, but you realize we don't have the reports from the people that were killed by them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, wait. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then, too, like, a lot of, I don't know, like, people hunt in the wilderness, you know, for better or worse. But, like, you know, some of those people, like, you know, they have guns, and that kind of looks threatening. You know, like a giant rifle looks like a, like a tool of some kind. Yeah, and what's interesting is... Uh, I'm telling you, I've listened and read thousands of reports in preparation for this, and we've mm -hmm. done Bigfoot videos on the channel like several times. Um, there's a clear running theme where they tend to avoid people with guns. Like yeah. if they can see that someone has a rifle, they tend to avoid those people. They won't make themselves known. Or yeah. if they do accidentally run mm -hmm. into each other, they'll immediately turn around and walk away. So one of the things that uh, that we did was uh, we went out with a uh, shotgun, you know, for bear safety. Yeah. We left the shotgun at the camp. Like, we carried sidearms, but we, we left the shotgun at the camp. We didn't ever want to let it be seen in case something was watching us. You mm -hmm. know, we wanted to encourage an interaction because, again, you're not going to hunt Bigfoot. The only thing you can do is encourage it to approach you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say just uh, all the research. What can you say about, like, any... Um like Native American sort of like research that you did or like indigenous people because, you know, like they, you know, if you look at like a lot of things like how they like cultivated like the land in America mm -hmm. or like how they used to like handle fires when wildfires get out of control, like what can you, anything like, they're pretty knowledgeable, you yeah, know, yeah. they've been here longer than us. Um, Way longer. Yeah. So what can you say about that and their like outlook on Sasquatch and everything? So... In my research, what I found interesting is that there is an unbroken chain of belief in Sasquatch or whatever each individual tribe calls it uh, that stretches almost completely from Florida all the way up to Alaska. Mm. So these people, all like all these different tribes, all had the same belief. Um, what's also interesting is that in most of these tribes, they include Sasquatch under the category of real animals. Like yeah. they, they include it alongside bears and foxes and deer. Um, they very clearly distinguish it from purely spiritual creatures, like with the Wendigo and other creatures that are just purely spirit. Yeah, or like a skinwalker or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They, most of these tribes consider them real physical animals. Mm -hmm. um, if you talk to... Uh, 
native people nowadays, most of them, it's not even a question, you know, that like this is a real animal. Like they acknowledge it. It's just a very rare, and it's an animal that's more intelligent than I think we're comfortable with. Yeah. And that's how it's able to remain, you know. Yeah, because it's like, you know, like what kind of animal could like you would not gain more, like not hit someone with a rock intentionally. Yeah, know? like choose to scare someone away rather than actually attack them. Mm-hmm. Like that that requires a very specific choice. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, I'm just like really fascinated, just kind of like what you know Native Americans you know think of Sasquatch because yeah, that is kind of in the mythology. But yeah, we're just kind of wrapping up here. Um, is there anything, any last impression you would want to make on a listener that could be skeptical that they could get away from, they could get um, from the video, or just kind of like you can inform them of? I would say. Uh First, uh, first, I want to highlight a personal story to show that the Sasquatch phenomenon is a lot more widespread than people think. Mm. Like people think that they're rarely seen. People think that only kooks yeah. see Sasquatch, or like you know, like kind of like country bumpkin yeah. hunters, or yeah, yeah. Like people think it's a very rare phenomenon. And I'm convinced it's absolutely not. People are just scared to come forward with their stories because of the ridicule. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I volunteer, you know, about twice a week or so. And uh, at the place where I volunteer, uh, they know the show I work for. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about, you know, me going out to hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were talking about it, and I was talking about it very seriously. You mm-hmm. know, I wasn't making jokes about it and stuff. And afterwards, uh, I went outside, and one of the girls, who she's uh, an actress here in L.A., so not someone prone to just, you know, uh, she comes up to me, and she's like, hey, can I talk to you privately? And I was like, yeah, sure. I had no idea what it was about. So she pulls me aside, and she's like, hey, I'm only telling you this because, like, you weren't making fun of it. Like, you were talking about it, like, seriously. Yeah. And she proceeded to tell me about when she and her sister, they were both 18, and they saw a Sasquatch cross the road and stop right in front of them, like 10 feet from their car, uh, somewhere in New Jersey in the middle of winter. Like, there was a blizzard going on, and this Mm -hmm. animal stumbled out of the woods. She said that it looked like it was either drunk or, like, injured, and it stopped right in front of their car and then just ambled on, you know, onto the woods on the other side. And she's like, I haven't told anyone about that because, like, People make fun of you. And here it goes to show that, like, this totally random person, you know, that there's no reason for her to, you know, make this up or whatever. Yeah, just, like, bullshit you or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think that there is a lot more people out there that have seen or have had encounters um, or have at least been exposed to the phenomenon than than you think. But they just, they're afraid of being ridiculed. And so they keep their mouths shut. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like... You know, like, how do you, how do you, like, make that digestible for someone to, like, you know, like, hey, I saw this, like, you know, they have no frame of reference for, you know, yeah. they just don't care, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, somebody else hears them tell the story and they make fun of them, and yeah. I don't care, I'm very comfortable with who I am, I'm very secure, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't care about people knowing what, how I feel about this, and yeah. that turns out to be the type of courage other people need to come forward, and so yeah. that's great. Yeah, more stories. The, uh, the mm-hmm. second thing I would say to skeptics is uh, I totally understand why there's skepticism. I completely do. I would just say look more into the actual evidence. Um, again, 
you're having these tracks with morphological features of grade 8 being discovered all over the place. And what was really, like, the tracks that we found, what really, like, kind of stood out to us was just the depth of soil impression. You know, you can't replicate that unless you've got hundreds and hundreds of pounds of pressure. Yeah. Um, that really speaks to a very specific phenomenon. Something very, very heavy created this impression. And you can't get around that. You can't explain that away. You can't say, oh, it was a bear double-stepping. You know, like something with a human-shaped foot created these super deep impressions that we kept finding. And we just couldn't replicate. Yeah. Something was ripping down these giant, giant branches and dragging them to places where we could not find the right species of tree to match the branch. Yeah. And it wasn't, the branches weren't being cut. They were being torn. And in our video, you can very clearly see that. Um, something was pushing over trees outside our campsite. And we have video of, of that, of us yeah. discovering the tree being pushed over. The evidence, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you guys have like a chain or like a, like a, I don't know, any sort of like truck to like knock them over. You no, know? and I'm yeah. sure it's totally possible to do it that way. But again, when you when you're finding this in thickly forested areas, yeah. when you're finding tree structures in thickly forested areas, like it just it really begs the question of like, okay, this needs an explanation. You yeah. can no longer just discard it away as like ghosts, fairy tales, right. imps, elves, whatever, like. No, we have enough evidence of physical phenomena that this needs to be explained one way or another. Yeah. So if you don't believe it's Bigfoot, okay, offer me a reasonable naturalistic explanation that encompasses, that encompasses the entire phenomenon, not just individual pieces of it. Because mm. you can find a good answer to the individual pieces of the Bigfoot phenomenon, but nothing that can put it all together. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like someone's own uncomfortable, uncomfortableness with the subject that might lead to wrong conclusions. Yeah, yeah or just lead to not wanting to accept. I mean, we've seen that in politics. If someone's uncomfortable yeah. with the <laughs> conclusion, then they just don't accept it. Yeah, yeah, like someone think they lost the election, <laughs> and yeah. But anyway, but yeah, no, I agree with that. That that thesis, you know. That you know, people need to just look at the evidence. So I'd really think that's a good note to end on. But just wrapping this up here, um, where can people find the video? Can you give us all the uh, sort of plugs um, when this comes out? Yeah, just to so hopefully it'll um, hopefully it'll be out this month towards the end of this month, uh, July. Okay, it's being animated as we speak because we we do. You know, all our videos are animation. This is the first video where we're combining animation with live footage. It's yeah. kind of a test bed. Um, but you can find it on the infographic show on uh, YouTube. Um, you can probably find a tease for it coming out soon on, like, the infographic show's Instagram. And I think we have a TikTok. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think we have a TikTok. Right. They'll probably put because we cut a little trailer. I think you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. We cut a little trailer of the episode. Yeah. I love uh, TikTok, so. I, I don't have TikTok. I'm still in all my data, but you know. I'm not involved with <laughs> infographics TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. But yeah, just the main show on YouTube is where you'll be able to find the full the full episode, and then you know, leave comment, send an angry email, calling us <laughs> hoaxers, like yeah, something like that. Right? I'm not trying to convince anyone. I'm just trying to present what we found and yeah. asking the question, "What did this?" Just the evidence. Yep. Yeah. 
So cool, I'm excited to check that out, and I'll be sure to, uh, you know, put all the links to it down below in this video cool. when it comes out. But, uh, you know, thanks thanks for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Guy. And uh, listeners, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. We've been Professionally Unprofessional. <laughs>